Welcome to the WWE Podcast Monday Night Raw Review. I've got a co-host here tonight, longtime patron and supporter and listener of the show. Sean Harford is back to talk about Monday Night Raw that saw the return of Dexter Loomis. We saw AJ Styles go one-on-one with The Miz, an amazing United States Championship matchup. And yes, more hints that Dominic could actually be turning heel. Let's talk about that and everything else right after this. If you're looking for a fun new podcast to listen to, check out Review That Review with Chelsea Don and Trey Gerald. Review That Review is a comedy podcast dedicated to reviewing pedestrian online reviews. What Siskel and Ebert did for cinematic masterpieces, Chelsea and Trey do for those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious reviews littering Yelp, TripAdvisor, Amazon, and The Knot. They've even been featured on Listen Notes and Discover Pod. Rather than making fun of internet Karens, the review queens dissect and inspect each review and ultimately rate it on a scale of zero to five crowns, because, you know, they're the review queens, based on a detailed roster including spelling and grammar, commonality of the experience, trustworthiness, and more. And to even the playing field, as they all have grievances and all possess the ability to be a review queen, Each episode starts with each host lodging a complaint from our week, often tiny complaints that ring universally true. Every episode ends on a high note as both hosts induct someone or something for My Royal Highness, a section to give five stars to a deserving recipient. Past inductees vary from the Trevor Project to the Magic Eraser, and the show maintains a voicemail box to take listeners' complaints. Royal Highness inductees and reviews listeners have found. Every fourth episode is a versus edition featuring both a one star and a five star review on the same subject or business in an effort to highlight everyone's opinion. And sometimes the truth is in the middle somewhere. They also occasionally read replies from the owners to give voice to sometimes the voiceless. And when they aren't voiceless, yeah, they love that too. They also have a guest of honor episode where a guest joins to discuss their experience being reviewed and the impact it had, whether it's good or bad. In a world of conflicting reviews, they tell you which reviews you can trust. Again, this podcast is called Review That Review. It's with Chelsea, Don, and Trey Gerald. You can check out the website at reviewthatreview.com. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on social media at The Review Queens. Guys, really great, unique, and fun episodes are awaiting. Go check out Review That Review right now. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast, everybody. We have got a great show for you. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we've got Sean Harford joining the show to talk about Monday Night Raw and some other high-level stuff. Great conversation with him, a patron of the show, and you guys can also join the show and be a co-host on 
our one of our episodes once a month. If you are on the $10 tier or higher on Patreon, you can come on and host one of the shows with me. You can be the Week in Review. It could be the Monday Night Raw Review. Pick one, and uh, that show is yours. All you have to do is sign up as a $10 patron or more on Patreon, or you can just get yourself in the door and just say, I want everything ad-free. Uh, I know ads can... You know, they can disrupt your listening experience, but I'm very appreciative of the, of the sponsors we have, and they do pay the bills. But I understand from a listener's perspective, it can get a little bit laborious. And the way that you can get rid of that is just going to Patreon. And for $1 for the entire month, you get every show we ever do ad-free. How about that? So that said, oh, by the way, that's patreon.com slash WWE podcast. So uh, again, we've got Sean with us. He'll be joining us, and just so you know the rest of the week, tomorrow is the mailbag slash recording my one-hour video that you guys can check out on the DuPont Network, DuPontNow.com. Every Saturday night, we do a one-hour show called the WWE Slam on that streaming service, and I hope you check it out. Go sign up. It's also 100% free, and you can watch a bunch of other live TV. So, all right. That's enough of me plugging my stuff, but I want to let you guys know how to get rid of the ads. If you so choose, if you so choose, that's how you do it. And uh, by the way, you get to go get in the Discord server where you can chat with a bunch of other wrestling fans, and that's always a cool thing. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with the mailbag, or probably late tomorrow night, early Thursday, more likely, right? <laughs> I'm not good at releasing that Wednesdays. I'm really going to try. I'm, I'm going to make a concerted effort tomorrow to try to actually release it on the day it's supposed to be out. Okay, I'm going to do my job tomorrow, I hope. If I don't, then, I don't know, somebody can hit me with a super kick or something. Um, All right. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And here come Sean and myself with everything Monday Night Raw. Here we go. Thank you, everybody. And I'll talk to you next time. All right, everybody. Welcome to the WWE Podcast Monday Night Raw Review. I've got a co-host with me tonight. Patron Sean Harford, you guys know him. He's been on the show many times before, and it's great to have him back here to talk about Monday Night Raw. And first of all, Sean, how you doing? And did you enjoy Raw? I am doing pretty good. It's good to be back. It's great to talk with you again. And I thought Raw was kind of like a very eventful night. Got to see some couple of faces. I saw a few new faces, maybe, and some from NXT, even the the arrival of the women's tag team tournament, which I'm going to find very, very interesting in, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Maybe I'll start there because of course we could talk about the ending and Dexter Loomis and some other things, but the women's tag team tournament, they, I think have put together a nice, a, a nice array of teams. Some of them a bit thrown together. Others, you could make the case that they're quote unquote a team and that's fine. And I guess my question is to you, how do you like the tournament structure and do you think it's a good time to reintroduce the women's tag team championships? Well, maybe I would say there's a, I would say yes and no. Cause you see a couple of the faces that you like Sonya Deville, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Tamina, Natalia, and there's even one team and it's actually from NXT, which is actually kind of surprising. It's, and I actually saw, when I was looking at NXT earlier, and so one of the players, um, I forgot her name exactly, and it's because I don't know much about them. They're like these new NXT next generation, but maybe it could be like the next step, like be able to see who this time 
you would be the champions. But despite the fact, I know we had champions before in Sasha Banks and Naomi, but due to the fact that they left the company, now we can have maybe a better future of new champions. I hope so. And, you know, when you when you look at the brackets right now, uh, you, you have a couple of individuals on here that I don't think a lot of people are familiar with, including myself, because mm. I don't watch NXT a whole lot. Um, you know, it sounds like maybe you don't. And, and honestly, probably most fans don't. Uh, you know, when you look at the ratings, they're like a third of Monday Night Raw. So you take one out of every three that actually watch Raw, watch NXT. So I think it's fair to assume that. But my point is, when you look at the, the brackets here, you have Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Never. Yeah, that's... yeah. And I'm looking at that. And I'm like, um, you know, not that I, I, I don't. I, it's not that I dislike that people we don't know are in, are in this tournament. I think it's a great way to introduce tag teams. But I think you're going to have a, a lot of people shaking their heads like, Who, who's this? And you know that that's that's the way you introduce. Them. You got to introduce them at some point. But yeah, that that's one of the teams. Uh, and this past week on Raw, we saw Tamina and Dana Brooke team up to face. Uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai, and EO Sky and Dakota Kai win this match. Did you expect them to win? Was there any doubt for you? Uh, no, I don't think there was any doubt exactly because they they came back for one reason, and they because they felt when they were <clears throat> excuse me they were in NXT, and they felt because sometimes you if you sometimes wrestlers or divas can think to themselves. It, that they're being overlooked and that can happen sometimes if they were probably overlooked by management and they decided they needed to make a name for themselves and why not do it at SummerSlam, which they did with bailey which was even surprising i'm she it's been like almost a year like year passed and she came back which is like really insane so it's kind of kind of fitting seeing them send a statement to the entire rock room that they're back and they want to make them noticed and i think fans are are welcoming of them and and bailey messed up their names this past week which was funny but i'm also messing to to be fair i'm messing it up too because sky kai it's very similar so it's i I understand why she did and the fans got on her but then she acknowledged it which was pretty funny like telling us to shut up uh now when you look down the bracket you have alexa and oscar facing nikki ash and dewdrop that'll presumably happen next week and mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that Alexa and Oscar are going to advance. So we can essentially give them a bye into the next round to face EO Sky and Dakota Kai. Do you think, again, we're getting a couple of steps ahead, but when you look at the finals of this of this t- bracket, and I don't know if you have them in front of you, um, but do you have any idea of who could be in that final match? Or, or just if you want to cut to the chase... Who do you think is going to actually win this tournament? You can answer either. That is a really that's a really good question. So particularly I am not exactly sure how I want how I really see a penny out because I know there's like so many great teams, so many interesting teams and even one the NXT one, which some don't know about, even if those that watch NXT probably know about it. And, um, <clears throat> maybe it's going to be like a bit of like who, who's going to be more dominant, who, who's going to be come out on top and who has the best, who has the best momentum leading up to the finals and semis. Yeah. I mean, 
that's definitely the case. And when I'm going to look at the actual bracket myself, there's really not a certain team that stands out like, oh, definitely these two. I mean, I guess from a star power perspective, Alexa Bliss and Asuka will probably make it to the finals. I would imagine they'll make it to the finals to face a heel team of Xylee and Shotzi or uh, you know, Natalia and Sonya Deville on SmackDown. I'd imagine it's probably going to be Sonya and Natalia versus Alexa and Asuka. Of course, things could change, but I, that's my best guess right now. I've also heard rumors of Sasha and Naomi returning, and I, I don't think it's going to be imminent, but um, you know, it, th- th- that has been on the rumor mill pretty darn hot over the last several weeks that you know Triple H has uh, kind of smoothed things over with with uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi. Do you think that there's any chance that, not that they'd make an entry into this tournament or anything, but in the next couple of months that you could see, or would you even want to see Sasha and Naomi back in the WWE? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I I think that's a yes, and because I don't think they would. I don't mind. I don't know about entry into like the tag things because now they ha- they had their championship thing and they they kind of threw it at each threw it at the fans' throats, weaving on us, which was just heartbreaking. It hurt the fans. It hurt everyone because they were so liked, so like respected by everybody, and. Seeing that Triple H is going to bring them back is actually going to be surprising. And I was more surprised in SmackDown the other day. This is actually true. I was surprised by carrying a cross. Mm. Like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And, and, and carrying cross. I, I know it's on SmackDown. We're talking Rob. But carrying cross right now. I mean, you talk about a guy that I think Triple H acknowledged that Vince didn't see the potential in him, tried to create him, tried to create like a, a cartoon character out of him, putting him in a mask, which was essentially the death sentence for his character. And then he was just like, go shortly thereafter. They bring him back. Triple H brings him back and he's shot into the main event instantly. We don't know what his role's going to be with the world championship. He attacks drew and then stares down Roman You'd imagine that that means I'm going to get through Drew and then I'm coming for you, Roman. That's kind of what I took from that. TikTok. What does that mean? That's the question. Yep. Yeah. Time's ticking. I think he wants that belt. And this is a man on a rampage. He is hellbent. And he looks just so much more natural. Just street clothes. Don't, you know, don't try to over gimmick it. Yeah. And he grew hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it looks good. I I, I love the look. I got to say. Um, yeah, so. I like it too. All right, uh, back to Monday Night Raw. I guess switching gears a little bit here into really to me the match of the night, so damn good, better than I expected, and that is the United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley takes on Champa, and and really a, a match that brought me in. I was interested in this match to begin with, but by the end of it, I was so, I was watching every move. I mean, the crowd was really brought into it. They were emotionally invested. Champa had an amazing showing. And for those that didn't see him in NXT, I think you see now why Triple H has said many times he would be like to, he would like to face Champa if he ever could, and he won't. But if he could in a <clears throat> fantasy environment get in the ring with Champa. And I think you saw why Champa was the NXT champion for a while. He was the one of the the foundational pieces and faces of NXT. So those that didn't get to see NXT's Champa for them, Champa has arrived. How did you like this match? 
It was amazing and to see the match was pretty good hands down, giving it five stars. And in the only way, and to do your thing about Triple H and Champ, but you can only see it in W2K, of course. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> it's true. So basically, and then seeing that Miz was at his ringside, and then next, you know, you see AJ Styles being like, no, you ain't letting him like try to ruin Bobby Lashley's chances of losing the title, which is smart because I know they're having beef with each other, and Miz still kind of sore with Logan Paul. Yeah, I mean, he, he, Logan Paul is still going to get in, in his head. I know for sure. He'll, he'll come back soon. Definitely try to keep feuding with the Miz. Xeno Miz is still sore at Logan Paul for him about turning down his offer to be a tag team. Cause really the Miz, sometimes he just talks too much and that, get, and that his attitude and his demeanor can really get him into trouble. Definitely. Yeah, this is something that I think is going to be, um, you know, maybe Lashley and the Miz face off at some point for the United States Championship. The Miz and Logan Paul, though, you're right. I don't think I don't know if it's really over, but we haven't heard from Logan Paul. I don't know what his next matchup is. Uh, He's he did did say um, he's like getting dealing with some of his merch or something in a tweet like not Mm -hmm. to a lot like a few weeks ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Logan Paul impressed me, and, and I was pleasantly surprised that the guy who I thought was was going to not take this too seriously has really taken it seriously, and I respect that. Even if I don't like him on a personal level, from, <laughs> from an in-ring, he, he impressed the hell out of me. So, Yeah, definitely. I think so, too. All right, well, that leads into, as we had The Miz try to interfere in this match, AJ comes in, evens the odds, And we get to an AJ Styles Miz match in a no disqualification scenario. Now, I know, again, this is the end of Raw. We're not going to go in sequential order. We have a lot more to talk about. This is not the end of the show by (laughs) any means. But this does lead into this match, which is why we're going to talk about it. AJ Styles and The Miz, they close Raw um, in a no disqualification match. AJ beat The Miz after hitting a Styles Clash. Champa interfered. He tried to save The Miz after Styles hit a phenomenal forearm. And then Styles eventually knocked Champa from the ring apron, threw a table before he kicked out of the skull-crushing finale. And then uh, he hit the Styles Clash on The Miz for the win. And then in a very um, interesting turn of events, the, uh, the match after it ended, showed Dexter Loomis, but in a more distant way. They didn't zoom in on him, which was also very interesting, who had been released by WWE in April, was being arrested by security in the crowd. So what did you make of the match? And Dexter Loomis, if you didn't watch NXT, I guess you're in the same boat as me. But um, it's kind of like, I've heard the name, right? Like, But what did you make yeah. of all this? Well, so... No DQ match, so like anything goes. It's kind of like a version of no disqualification, like even though there is, I don't know, does new cues, no DQs include no countouts with it? Yes. Okay, so it's basically like a falls count anywhere street fight in, in like in its own, like own accord. So basically, seeing that how he kind of showed up at Anor, it's kind of like, how did this guy from NXT this guy should have been, was fired before. How did he come back? Did Triple H do something? Did Creative do something about it? And then you're thinking in your mind, like, he did get fired. 
He's not. He's been gone since April. And I actually, I don't know if how, I, he's probably fired because he was like overlooked or wasn't even been used as much. Because I know some superstars can be that way. It happens. <clears throat> and seeing him arrested is like, we think it's gonna be the next step. Is he? Is he probably gonna get fined? I think he probably will be fined. Probably. I mean that that's that seems to be the story they're going with is he shouldn't be here he was fired even though obviously he's uh, got a contract that they wouldn't even acknowledge it but that's the story we're gonna go with and that's fine I, I'm all I'm all good with it and it's a very different way to end Raw the last time AJ Styles even ended Raw I don't know much less Dexter Loomis who who most I would say the majority of WWE mainstream main show raw smackdown fans don't know who he is it's a great way to introduce him most eyeballs are on the product at the end of the show we all know it's the main event so it's a great way to to kind of get into something different and i have to say vince mcmahon must be just probably cringing at some of the the stuff that triple h has done (laughs) by bringing back guys that he fired like he brought back like four or five people already that that vince let go back in april or you know before that so uh, you know, I'm sure Vince is like, oh, God, Triple H is going to turn this into NXT 3.0. Like, I mean, I'm sure there are some things that, you know, Vince is cringing at. But I think fans in general right now are looking at Triple H and saying, man, this this is it's not totally different, but it's got little bits and pieces of things that, you know, are not something Vince would do that are Triple H specials. Like they've got Triple H's identity on certain things. Do you feel that you're you're seeing Triple H's influence on the creative right now? Yes, ex- yes, and for a couple of things, seem like maybe seen superstars we haven't seen in a while, and I know maybe Fiend might come back. Maybe that could be part of Triple H's creative, or maybe the Iconics. That's another one. Um, trying to think of, I'm not sure many of others because I know. It's some went on to either AEW, Impact, TNA, or Ring of Honor. There's like so many I can name that have gone on to other promotions or probably went to the indie circuit. So I, I'll be kind of interested to see who else, what else he's got up his sleeve to bring back. I agree. And I think it also opens the conversation when you're talking AEW, that it's not just a one-way street anymore, where it's outside of Cody Rhodes, it's been a one-way street from WWE's uh, leftovers to AEW's returning or new stars being signed. And I think I now... Think Wait. Say that again? I kind of I think of it as like a two-way street, like kind of combining. Oh, you mean... Like, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I just think that right now with AEW, they need to be a little bit concerned that Vince is gone. Not excited or or elated. I think that they looked at Vince as actually a benefit to them because he's the old guard. He's He's not in touch with the fans. He doesn't understand what the fans want. And now Triple H, who's a younger guy that actually competed in the ring, has gone through many levels of management in WWE, different roles, wore different hats. He is a guy that I think people look at and go, okay, if this is the guy running it and Stephanie's, you know, the CEO, I might be able to get behind this and come back to WWE instead of just looking at AEW as a destination after you're fired. Maybe you could look at 
if you're in AEW and you want to go back to WWE, I think there's much more of a a, a bit of a, a softened look at WWE if I'm a talent in AEW and maybe I want to go back. Mm, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. I mean, I, I just think it creates it's more fun because you don't just look at it as a one way street anymore where it's only WWE talent that gets fired or is, is quit quits or whatever goes to AEW. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get to let's see here. Let's talk about Seth Rollins versus Angelo Dawkins, uh, a match that saw Seth win with a pedigree. I, I think that was uh, kind of definitely up the um, the old Triple H bandwagon there. And I, I think that that was a very, very much a wink and a nod to Triple H now, who's head of creative. I, I definitely think that was on purpose. But to be fair, uh, that was Seth kind of like a little bit of the yes, authority. Yes. Um, but I, I was cool with it. I'm glad the pedigree ended the match. It wasn't just a transition move. And after the match, Rollins hit a stomp on Dawkins before Montez Ford, who was kicked out earlier, made the save. What did you think of this? Um, well, I think just seeing Seth Rollins and his demeanor, it's just like, it's kind of like, okay, in, just in my opinion, because there are like a current certain amount of heels and babyface superstars that I like, and Seth Rollins is kind of like in my range of number three of kind of like heels, <laughs> just in my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth, I'm sorry. But anyway, I mean, I I really respect the Street Profits. I like them. They're funny. They're entertaining. They're creative. And and when they came out, when it was in Cleveland, they were wearing look like Cleveland Cavalier colors. And oh, jeez, it makes me think of LeBron. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. No, and and <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but. Yeah, when you look at this though, beyond the matchup, and I'll give my opinion on that in a minute. I want to ask: Do you think that the Street Profits are on their way to splitting up? The last few weeks, there has been some some evidence to support that. So, do you think they should, or do you do you want to see it? You're listening to the WWE podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. If you're looking for a fun new podcast to listen to. Check out Review That Review with Chelsea Don and Trey Gerald. Review That Review is a comedy podcast dedicated to reviewing pedestrian online reviews. What Siskel and Ebert did for cinematic masterpieces, Chelsea and Trey do for those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious reviews littering Yelp, TripAdvisor, Amazon, and The Knot. They've even been featured on Listen Notes and Discover Pod. Rather than making fun of Internet Karens, the review queens dissect and inspect each review and ultimately rate it on a scale of zero to five crowns because, you know, they're the review queens based on a detailed roster, including spelling and grammar, commonality of the experience, trustworthiness and more. And to even the playing field, as they all have grievances and all possess the ability to be a review queen, each episode starts with each host lodging a complaint from our week often tiny complaints that ring universally true. Every episode ends on a high note as both hosts induct someone or something for My Royal Highness, a section to give five stars to a deserving recipient. Past inductees vary from the Trevor Project to the Magic Eraser, and the show maintains a voicemail box to take listeners' complaints. 
Royal Highness inductees, and reviews listeners have found. Every fourth episode is a versus edition featuring both a one-star and a five-star review on the same subject or business in an effort to highlight everyone's opinion, and sometimes the truth is in the middle somewhere. They also occasionally read replies from the owners to give voice to sometimes the voiceless. And when they aren't voiceless, yeah, they love that too. They also have a guest of honor episode where a guest joins to discuss their experience being reviewed and the impact it had, whether it's good or bad. In a world of conflicting reviews, they tell you which reviews you can trust. Again, this podcast is called Review That Review. It's with Chelsea, Don, and Trey Gerald. You can check out the website at reviewthatreview.com. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on social media at The Review Queens. Guys, really great, unique, and fun episodes are awaiting. Go check out Review That Review right now. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. No, I, I, I like seeing them as a team because it, it includes more of the entertaining, more of the hilarious and funny stuff. So just, you're, just, you you look at them as more of like the entertainmenty part of uh, of wrestling, right? Yeah, and and they're and when they when they're together and when they when they're in the ring together, they're they're great. I like seeing them in the ring together. They make a good tag team. No, they do. I think they do. And, and I would say though that based on the last few weeks, not so much this past week. It wasn't overtly obvious that oh man, they're splitting. It was just that Dawkins got stomped, Montez didn't get there in time, and I guess that's the one thing you could point to is Dawkins may be really angry with Ford that he didn't come out in time to save him from being stomped by Rollins. I mean, other than that, of course, the past few weeks things have happened, but uh, as far as this match goes, quality was fine, pedigree I liked, Seth just continues to kind of rack up, I'm sorry, meaningless wins, you know, facing Ezekiel or, you know, now Angelo Dawkins. Not that these guys are peons or, or pushovers or, or, you know, just your your enhancement talent, but Seth has yet to get into a program that has a whole lot of meaning. It's like they're just in a holding pattern with Seth, kind of having him do just things here and there. I don't know. I know it doesn't seem like you're of the belief that Seth should be in the main event, but Seth just feels like he's being underutilized right now, and it's felt like that for a long time for me. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think it may have been. I don't think it was the same when he used authority because he was used as the next, like next face, and they and that actually did work with the authority back in a couple of years ago. They did that project and it actually paid off. Made him betray the shield, join the authority, and become this arch, this so-called architect. And then became. Then Messiah, which was the the oh my god, that was terrible. I didn't like that. Oh, you didn't like the Messiah? I thought it, I thought it was all right, but part of me liked it, part of me didn't. I, I also think that that happened during the pandemic era. And yes, it did. It, that's a hard era to judge much of anything. 
I mean, we can go nice. back just because with the no live crowd there. And plus, you don't know really what they were saving for when a crowd came back and they were giving you they were giving you the best they could, but not giving you their their biggest storylines, because why would they? They're in front of nobody. Why would you you know, blow that in front of no one? I get it. But so, yeah, it's, it's hard to judge. Who knows how that would have resonated if you were actually in front of, you know, 15,000 people every Monday night. But, yeah. you, you know. All right. So let's move on here. Uh, Kevin Owens then powerbombed Ezekiel onto the wing ring apron and forced officials to stretcher Ezekiel away, which ended that match. So Kevin Owens goes to the old the old trick in the hat there of powerbombing his opponent onto the apron and Ezekiel stretchered away. Your thoughts? I think he just snapped. That's that's all I got to say on that one. <laughs> <laughs> just snapped. Do you Jordan, think yeah, Jordan Sweet Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, he did, but do you do you think that's a, this is obviously going to turn into a much longer program with Ezekiel and Kevin that I thought was done, and now it continues. Um, I, I didn't think it was done. I think it was something that was still looming around there in the shadows, and definitely he he still thinks he's a he's Elias, and and I don't think so. I think Ezekiel is Ezekiel, and Elias is Elias. Simple as that. Or Elrod, El or yeah, whoever. Um, How's Rod? <laughs> I don't know. We got we maybe he'll face Elrod next. He'll make his debut <laughs> for vengeance on Ezekiel. Uh, but it it just feels like Kevin Owens has been he's been with Ezekiel since essentially he brought Stone Cold Steve Austin out of retirement. I mean, you talk about a a fall from grace. Like you you bring the best of all time out of retirement after 19 years, having a, a main event of WrestleMania. And then you just go into a program with Ezekiel. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I think he just lost his damn mind. Something, <laughs> something like that. Something. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. So, all right. Then uh, we get a little more interesting here. Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio. Oh, I definitely want to talk about this. Yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot, to, as they say, uh, unpack. And it's, it's true because... Okay, Finn beats Ray after hitting the coup de gras. Edge came to ringside to help Balor, but the Mysterios were ultimately defeated when he was distracted by Ripley, who had brought a beaten and bloodied kind of Dominic to the entryway after attacking him, assumingly attacking him backstage. And then Dominic had ref, uh, had refused to come to the ring with Ray when Ray backed Edge earlier in yeah. the night. And what the heck was up with that? Is he like holding? It seems like he's holding a, because Edge did get him accidentally. He did apologize, and somehow he's feeling a little bit of a grudge. And he he, I know Ray and Edge. They're they're like actually very good friends. He they both knew each other ever since for yes twenty twenty something years. And Dominic says he's known his father for twenty five years since he was a kid, obviously. And I don't know what's going on. If I'm not sure what this grudge is, maybe, and this uh, this could be my curiosity. Maybe they could be giving him a push towards heel. I don't know. That there's that's not wrong. That's absolutely one plausible scenario. I think the other is that it's Edge who did that to Dominic, and mm. it will be revealed that this was all a hoax on Edge's part. And that uh, he, he there'll be some GTV or some weird footage backstage, some like hidden camera footage of Edge being the one to attack Dominic backstage. And then he actually is 
returns to the Judgment Day and is the leader of the Judgment Day. I, I think both of those are plausible. It's one of the two. Either this is a Dominic heel turn or an Edge heel turn. There's no two ways about it. Uh, no, Edge just wants to get out of the go after the Judgment Day. I know that. That's one. Oh, yeah. No, so, yeah. So that's going to be a curious question. So that's going to be interesting to find out throughout the rest of the weeks of Raw. I would imagine we'll find out probably before Clash of the Castle in four weeks or a little Maybe. less than four. Yeah, so I would imagine it's building to some big payoff at Clash of the Castle. Um, but this matchup was, as far as quality, it was good. I mean, what do you expect from two absolute pros of Finn and Ray? You know, you know, you're never gonna get a, gonna get a bad match. Um, and so, yeah, I, I no complaints about the matchup quality. So, especially the two hot fires, exactly. Yeah, oh God, yeah, no, it, it's um. It, it was it's so much fun to watch them and honestly Rhea Ripley needs to be made she needs to be part of the group more I feel like she's just she's, she's back just a utility. but she's like just a yeah I I, I want to see her used more frequently and her face be part of the of the Judgment Day to me you can't have a group without three people like three people is the minimum you you can't have a faction of less than three then you're just a tag team. So I, I like to see Rhea out there more and also have somebody else join. I feel like they need one other guy. I don't know who that may be, but they need mm. one other person uh, besides Ripley. Because Ripley's a great addition, but when you get into like male-female matchups, there's only so much she can do. Because there'll, be, you know, there'll, there'll be a, a wall, because they're not going to do men, uh, men versus women. It, you just can't do it, especially mm-hmm. in this day and age. So... Uh, that that's what I think. I mean, Rhea could yeah, have her. Back, yeah, go ahead. Back in the day, yeah, back in the day when mixed tag match used to be a thing, and now it's kind of like quiet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, then there was a difference between mixed tag team matchups and like intergender, which meant the men could compete with the women, and and you know vice versa. But yeah, mixed yeah. tag is men compete with the men, women compete with the women. So they could do that, but Rhea has been you know attacking. Ray and Dominic like left and right. So I just I just want her to be a more a more prominent piece of the Judgment Day because people love her in that group. Yeah, and they they, they it needs to be like more like used in different situations and just like do once one simple then just do one small thing and then another small thing. Like really? Come on now, you gotta mm-hmm. do more. Prove your worth. Exactly. All right, so let's talk about this uh, this segment here. Part of this is what I'm going to describe. I actually somehow missed, and, and I'll ask you to, to give your analysis on this whole piece I somehow missed. But Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca agreed to a six-woman tag team match with Bayley, Eosky, and Dakota Kai at Clash at the Castle. And then after the challenge was accepted, all six women began to brawl, and the action spilled into the crowd. But... I also know that there was some. There's a segment that we were talking about off air with the mm. police or something, and you can go ahead and explain that. So it was Bay, it was Oscar and Bliss. They were talking about their match between Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, which will be coming next week. Don't miss it. And then you see Io Shirai. I, I say that because that was her original name, just to be fair. Dakota Kai and Bailey. Coming to talk to them, they interrupt their promo segment, and then as they as they're talking, you see this bunch of security coming from the back, going down this, going this way, and they're looking like 
what the hell's going on? Why is security running all the way down into the garage? Something, and then there was another thing that kind of missed during Kevin Oman's interview after his match. There was, you saw a sedan, a black sedan wrecked and hit into like a wall. You actually see, if you actually saw that. Wow. Um, yep. Thanks, Hulu. Um, nope. So, <laughs> I mean, I think the conclusion is it's Dexter Loomis, right? I mean, I, I, would, I would imagine based on what we saw at the end of Raw. Yeah. So, okay. seeing that happen, and this is actually the first time in a while that's actually happened. It makes me think that Shane McMahon and Kane rivalry they had with each other, and they have a nice ride. Yanking wherever it was that he probably stuck to the making car go crazy and then you hit into the wire and into the trailer truck. Boom. You, you may be right. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it this that is the scary. stuff that I think that Vince wouldn't have done. It, those are the elements that you look at and go, yeah, that, that's not a Vince McMahon thing. <laughs> like, that's Triple H. All over. I mean, I think Triple H is carrying over some things that Vince did, but not everything. He's putting his own spin on things, and I love that. And uh, I'll have to go back and actually watch those two pieces. Now, uh, as, as we both said, this did lead yeah. to Dexter Loomis, and, and he was in the crowd, and the security was pulling him back, and seemingly he got arrested. I, I don't even know. He, he was. It looked like he was trying to get into the ring or, or attack AJ Styles. AJ Styles was staring into the crowd. But in a way that almost was like, oh, it's one of the rowdy fans. And I didn't see those other two segments, so I'm thinking, oh, crap, is there a fan that is, is like, getting out of hand trying to get into the ring? And mm. so I didn't see those other two leading up to this. But do you think that, I mean, not that you and I know to, know a ton about Dexter Loomis, but is this Dexter Loomis versus AJ Styles based on what we saw? Hmm. That's going to be curious. I'm not sure how to really explain that because right now he just showed up out of nowhere and I think he's trying to send a message that I'm back and I'm ready to fight again. He's sent us, making the statement to the entire rock room that he he's not going to put up – he's not going to go down without a fight. That's, yeah, I, I probably. I mean uh, we have a guy that has – defying authority he's trying to get a, literally away from the authorities and it seems like they did a pretty realistic job of making it feel like he shouldn't be there like that that to me is that, that's a plus if you can make me believe that it looks like he shouldn't be there whoever this is in an era where you know everything is is a work then mm-hmm. you've done your job it's that's impressive so all right well a, a few more things happen on raw and that is uh omas defeating a couple of enhancement talents after hitting a choke bomb for the win, and I mean, I I, I didn't catch the names of these two guys, but I, I don't know. I call locals. Yeah, a couple of lo- people, whoever's in the local area with for wrestling. I I just it feels like they're now going backwards with Omas, where he was actually starting to look as good as you can look for a guy that size in the ring, and he had a presence, an MVP behind him to do the the talking. I would also imagine this is kind of just going. It's it's it seems like it's going backwards, but maybe there's also a holding pattern for Omas here. I, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, there's not really much to analyze about this match. It, I mean, it, uh, so maybe so yeah. maybe they didn't have time to like actually get a match for him, so they just like here he can go against some two locals and just go crazy. 
But what do you think the long-term plan is for Omas? I mean, like, what are they holding? What are they waiting for? Who are they waiting for? I, I can't see him as champion right now. That's that that would maybe, not work. But who? Maybe return of another giant. That's maybe like oh, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe. And I heard this rumor. This is actually interesting. Maybe I'm not sure if this is true or not. Maybe return of Braun Strowman. Mm. I think maybe that's a maybe. I don't, uh, that's the only thing I heard that from uh, someone at my job. So I don't know much information about that. So, but back to the thing. So like I'm not sure how they're going to steer this kind of thing for Almas because right now he's just proving to everyone why he's the most dominant Nigerian giant in the business and and any he just can thinks he just showing off pure strength and that with envy by his side he pretty much has it all they're, they're, right now again they're they're back <laughs> to basics they're not doing a whole lot with them it's what they is this is the what you do with giants that you don't know what to do with yet you're just giving them ring ring time you're le- letting them sh- uh, learn how to work you're letting them learn how to work in front of live crowds you're showing like you said that they're just they're dominant that they're you know that they look unbeatable but the thing is we've already known that about Omas so it does seem like a step back but it seems mm-hmm. also at the same time like it's a holding pattern so uh, if it is Braun Strowman I, I actually haven't heard that rumor but I also don't look at a lot of rumors uh, so I, I I believe that and if 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 that comes to to be true with Braun Strowman coming back then that would be a lot of fun Omas versus mm-hmm. Braun Strowman sounds it doesn't sound like it's going to be, you know, a five-star classic with 450 splashes and suicide dives and all that. <laughs> like, it's going to clearly be a power matchup. Of course, we're, we're fantasy booking, but I don't think that Braun Strowman coming back is out of the realm of possibility. How cool would it be to see a giant do a 450 splash? I would be... I mean, that would be the scariest thing I've ever seen because I would be genuinely very concerned for that person's health. I mean, so concerned. And the person who's taking that 450 splash, right? So, oh, oh, man. I, uh, yeah. The the vision of that should stay in 2K22. Um, All right. Dolph Ziggler then takes out Chad Gable after he he hit a super kick. Apparently, Ziggler, they're not going to explain why the hell Ziggler was attacking Theory for three weeks. We're all just supposed to forget that. But Ziggler's back to winning matches that, again, don't seem to mean a whole lot. Mm, maybe we could, Maybe he's just trying to say, like, he hasn't lost this. Maybe he hasn't lo- had lost a step. And that's maybe number one. Number two... Like he's trying to show that he still has what it takes after having some time away, <clears throat> dealing with some personal issues probably, and seeing that he's back, um, and uh, he has still has the moves. Maybe he could maybe steer, give him like a good good push. See see what kind of like creative they can bring him to, and seeing that he took out Chai Gable with eat. Like took him out with such ease and made him look kind of bit of a small threat, and then he he has no sign of ring rust at all on Ziggler. Ziggler's a guy that just doesn't age. I mean, Ziggler, (laughs) he has looked the same 
as far as in ring goes for the last 10 years. I mean, the guy is just uh, some found how somehow found the fountain of youth. And, and he uh, still has good. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, the, the guy, for everything that he's got talent wise, it's really unbelievable that he hasn't been able to get to that top level and stay there. You know, he won that. I think that the crux of his career was when he cashed in the money in the bank contract, mm-hmm. what, like 10 years ago, whatever it was. And people lost uh, their minds yeah. against, I yeah. think, Alberto Del Rio, yeah. right? It was Alberto Del Rio, um, and it was a, yeah, it was the world title. Yes, yeah. you're correct. Yeah, I, and I remember people going went crazy, and I go, oh, this could be the start it, of something it, with <laughs> with AJ Lee and yes. Biggie Langston. Biggie Langston, oh my God, yes. Yeah, I miss. Yeah, I hope he comes back soon. I haven't heard an injury report update. Have you heard anything on Biggie? Um, I've seen a couple of things with him doing the community and such, and maybe he could be coming back soon. And I haven't heard like information, but hopefully he does come back. Maybe at Raw Rumble. Oh wow, maybe. that that late? Okay, so he's still got that's, several months. Yeah, I mean that's my guess. Like I, I'm not exactly sure. Well, whenever it is, I mean neck injury is like the most serious injury you could possibly have. So, yeah, so he probably already had surgery. So he's probably well, getting I, there. I thought he said he didn't need surgery, but maybe I don't know. That, that was the initial report. So I don't know if he has or was. I just I feel like Biggie got hurt, and then that was like I haven't heard from him since. Like I'm just like mm. I, I haven't heard the timetable for return or anything. I mean, uh, so um, so I, that that pretty much covered Raw. But I also have a couple of like kind of like large questions for you. And and by all means, if if you you have no idea, then that's cool. But yeah, Roman Reigns and his title run that has been going on now for two years. Mm-hmm. What is your thought? Not you know maybe what you want or what you think would happen when Roman drops the belt or belts. I'm definitely it. This is a really interesting question right here. So based, so this is how I so, and John Cena couldn't do it, real couldn't do it, um, Brock couldn't do it, neither could Goldberg. I thought Brock had the chance though at SummerSlam until, until tiny, tiny, tiny theory, and had to ruin it all, and just had to interfere when he wasn't supposed to. So seeing this how I'm not sure how it's gonna pan out at Clash of the Castle. I think he's probably gonna be still holding the belt. And I'm gonna be thinking like, oh great, he's still champion again. Who is next that's gonna take the title off this damn man? Well, Seth Rollins last week on Raw declared that he's got his eye on on Roman Reigns. Uh, you also have Theory who's still Mr. Money in the Bank. You know, um, you know, the, that's and then the, uh, you know, the impossible Dwayne Johnson, the rock, which is, yes, I, you know, see that, please. <laughs> you'd imagine that they would have teased it already or something like you'd want to build this and promote mm-hmm. the absolute hell out of it because they just told us that tickets go on sale this Friday for WrestleMania 39 in L.A. And that if they don't do Roman rock this year, it's never happening like never so um i i just i don't know i I keep going back to it i don't want any championships involved i've made that very clear i think champions involved are a terrible idea if the rock gets there 
but he could be the one to take it off of Roman. I don't want The Rock to come back just to lose to Roman and then, you know, that's it. But yeah, that would suck. Yeah. And that, that would like the um the main event the main, the disastrous main event from back in Hell in a Cell when it was very explicit in the end. Mm. <laughs> Between Rollins and the Fiend. Oh god, I don't even want to think about that. That no, that I don't need. That is there are very few matches that turn the tide not just on both competitors, but the like the entire company got backlash for that because it was so poorly booked. I mean, that yes. was brutal. Yeah. And the result was terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bad. It, it was the wrong decision. The way the ending was the worst. I remember that, that you couldn't even see the match because it was inside a cell, which is difficult to kind of see as it is. It's distracting. And then there was it, it's dark with that red lighting. And you're like, how am I? What am I watching? You know, and uh, <laughs> it makes you think of blood. Yeah, well, that's in PG land. That's the closest you can get. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe if they go TV fourteen, that things will change. But uh, so okay, your so do you think? Do you think that Roman will drop the championship anytime in twenty twenty two, or do you think it's going to wait until WrestleMania? I think Mania. Do you think that it's going to be for both championships? Or somehow it's only one that he drops. I know it's unified, but there's ways and storyline ways to get around that where Roman loses, but in, there's 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 some uh, there was some kind of loophole in the contract that said it was only for one championship. It was only for one one title belt, and that's like the WWE Championship. Yeah, I think it one belt, probably one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. They're going to get to a thousand days. I keep telling people that, and people are like groaning. But I'm telling you, he could still drop one belt and get to a thousand days as Universal Champion because they can. They started this count with him as Universal Champion. This 700 and some day count is not from when he was the Unified Champion. It was the day he won at SummerSlam 2020. So they could easily get to that thousand. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I'm I'm kind of done with it. Are are you tired of the Roman Reigns run, or are you actually still yes. enjoying it? Uh, I mean, it's kind of like uh, in the middle. That's how I see it. Maybe. Okay, so you're not totally turned off, but you're getting you're you're kind of like all right. I'm I'm ready to move on. Yes. Okay. Got it. All right. Um. So. Did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up? It doesn't have to just be raw. Just like big picture stuff. Um. M- Yes, on Sunday, be sure to check out Dewey Biographies, which, which is DX. It's going to be on A&E. Be sure to check that out if you haven't done so. And it's going to be on, it's going to be on 8, 7 Central on A&E. Channel 46, don't miss it. I really want to see those biographies. I keep seeing clips of them all over on like YouTube, TikTok, and I'm like, I need to see, because I don't have cable, so I use like streaming services, whatever. I, I well, I use streaming. I don't have a cable bill. I mean, I'm, I have a million streaming service subscriptions, which probably equal a cable bill, right? Like I have HBO Max and Hulu and Netflix and all that, but I, I don't know how to watch this damn documentary series that seems so interesting. I mean, they've done. Uh, they, they've done, um, they just did a one on Lex Luger. They've done, like you said, the Degeneration X. I think they did Stone Cold versus The Rock. I'm like, I yeah. need to see this. That was, uh, that was rivalries. 
Arrival. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I want to see the Undertaker one. Oh, oh, wait. So in addition to the, the so they did A and E is specifically doing one on Undertaker. Yeah, they did actually. They did oh, biographies on uh, Taker. All right. I need to go to the dark web and find some link or something like <laughs> just uh, just like you know compromise my uh, my my safety and go to the dark web and find it. Um, okay, <laughs> I'll find some way. I mean somebody somebody out there dark. you know help, help out a friend here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to find a way to watch this. We'll release the dark web as it comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're not trusted at all what's that or maybe don't trust the dark web just press the safe internet <laughs> yeah no I, the dark web there's got some weird stuff on it let me tell you it's not a safe place to be there's you know it, it's number one like you know there's some really yeah i'm not even gonna get into it we can all imagine what's on the dark web but uh it, yeah um out of curiosity will there be parts of the show like put onto twitter maybe mm. oh for a and e no, 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 no. I mean, like, for this podcast. Oh, oh. On Twitter, I usually put some of it on TikTok um, or oh, yeah. Instagram. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. So, because I take, like, a one minute clip and I'll, you know, produce it and stick it on. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try to do that. And, uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else before uh, we wrap up the show here? Um, not that I know of, no. Cool. Do you want to uh, give our listeners social media or are you. Uh, uh, I'll do that. Um, I don't, I'll give you my TikTok after the show. That's what I'll do because I don't know exactly. So <laughs> for those that don't have my Twitter, be sure to check me out at H-A-R-F-O-R-D-S-H-A-W-N. And it, and I'll be sure to follow you back if you want to like keep conversation going or share like questions or send a question to me. You're more than welcome to. It'd be much appreciated. And, if you have a Twitch, that that would make it even better. Be sure to check me out at Twitch and one K O B E fan Y T T T V. Yes, there's three T's. Make sure it's all together, no caps. I gotta get on Twitch. People keep talking about it. It's so awesome. You'll love it. People actually it's make the- like serious money on Twitch. I'm like, how do you? I, yeah, I don't know how it, that works. So <laughs> it's. Now, I could tell you, I could tell you about that after the show. I could tell you about that. All right, cool. All right, well uh, then we will hang, or I'll uh, I'll hit the end recording and then we can chat about that. And everyone, thanks yeah. for listening and uh, thanks, Sean. And uh, we'll be doing this again soon. Yep. God bless and everyone. Stay safe. Take care. And I'll see you guys soon. Be safe. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWEPodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.